Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Today's topic, what came first? Here's an old standard question. Which came first, the chick or the egg? At first hearing, we may stop in our tracks, but upon reflection, we know that the chicken had to have come first in order to start the process. A whole, fully mature chick from the hand of the Creator could then reproduce through eggs. Now let's think about the church, that is to say the people of God, and after the coming of Jesus into the world, the assembly of Christ's followers. Did the church produce the Bible, or did the Scriptures produce the church? If you ask Catholics or Orthodox, they contend that the church produced the Bible and therefore has authority over the Bible and its interpretation, whereas Protestants assert the opposite. Perhaps this is the wrong question to ask, so let me restate the question. What is the relationship of the church to the Bible? If we are to correctly respond to the question, we must be clear on our definitions of the terms. When we speak of the Bible today, we have in our minds the entire bound volume of the various writings that make up the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments. But we need to think of the scriptures as the Word of God that was revealed over centuries in the history of the Hebrew people by various prophets using numerous literary forms. What Christians call the Old Testament was standardized before Jesus appeared. Since the scriptures are the written form of God's revelation that was given in time and space history, we have to recognize that the giving of the word came about through such events as the calling of Abraham and the commissioning of Moses and God's revelation to him, which produced the covenant people of God. The relationship is that of a dynamic interaction. God's revelation brought forth a people. Listen to the author of Hebrews in the first verse of chapter 1. Long ago, God spoke to the fathers by the prophets at different times and in different ways. And the apostle Peter writes, No prophecy of scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. 2 Peter 1.21 First, consider Abram. We read in Genesis 12, 1-3. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. A similar situation happened to Jacob. Abraham's grandson in Genesis 46. And God spoke to Israel in visions of the night and said, Jacob, Jacob. And he said, Here am I. Then he said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for there I will make you into a great nation. I myself will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also bring you up again, and Joseph's hand shall close your eyes. The Hebrews were commanded to offer this response in worship when they were settled in the land. And you shall make response before Yahweh your God. A wandering Aramean was my father, and he went down into Egypt and sojourned there. He grew in number 
And there he became a great nation, mighty and populous, Deuteronomy 26.5. This fulfilled the covenant promise to Abraham in Genesis 15.14 and following. The Lord said to Abram, Know this for certain, your offspring will be foreigners in a foreign land that does not belong to them. They will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. Afterward, I will judge the nation they serve, and afterwards they go, will go out with many possessions. So God's people were formed by his word or revelation given to the fathers and to the prophets in the history of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and subsequent prophets. So from this chosen people of the Hebrews, the Messiah came in fulfillment of God's promise to send the seed of the woman Eve to deliver his people. Thus, the letter to Hebrews continues in the second verse of chapter 1. In these last days, he, that is God, has spoken to us by his Son. The church as we know it, the assembly of the people who believe in Messiah Jesus, emerged in Jesus' ministry with apostles and other disciples. At first, all were Israelites, but after Jesus' resurrection and ascension, the people of God expanded to the nations and all the ethnic peoples. We who are Gentiles, that is, non-Jews, were as a wild olive tree grafted into the believing remnant of Israel. Paul writes of believers in Christ that we are fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. Ephesians 2, 19 and following. How is then the church form? What is the relationship between the scriptures and the church? Jesus is the word incarnate. In his words, both spoken and acted in his ministry, his life, death, resurrection, ascension, formed his new covenant people. He appointed his apostles and their associates, eyewitnesses to him, to record the written testimony and his interpretation of his saving acts and life-giving words. Listen to Luke's description of Jesus' post-resurrection teaching in Luke 24, 44. And he said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so that they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And this was the fulfillment of Jesus' own statement before his death and in his prayer to the Father. John writes in 14, All this I spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. When the, when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. John 15, verses 26 and 27. And Jesus continues as he prays to the Father in chapter 17, verses 4 through 8. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. 
I revealed you to those whom you gave me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Now they know that everything you have given me comes from you. For I gave them the words you gave me, and they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. And so the Apostle John also writes in his first epistle, What was from the beginning? What we have heard? What we have seen with our eyes? What we have observed and have touched with our hands concerning the word of life? That life was revealed, and we have seen it, and we testify and declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. What we have seen and heard we also declare to you, so that you may have fellowship along with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. So what's the conclusion of the matter? God's people are formed by his revelation and the message of his revelation. The old covenant people of the Hebrews were formed out of God's revelation to the prophets, and from them came God's anointed Redeemer. The assembly of Messiah's followers were and are formed by the ongoing forth of the message. God's word creates God's church, not detached Christians, but associated believers. We read that on the day of Pentecost, those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. The church is God's household, the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth, 1 Timothy 3.15. Here we see that the church does not create the word, but rests on the word and upholds the word of God. Ephesians 5.26, Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And 2 Timothy 3.16, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. It is the scriptures themselves which teach and instruct us in all things necessary to know as members of Christ's church. Hear now the departing words of the Apostle Paul, to the elders of the church that was in Ephesus. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified, Acts 20, 32. Notice here that Paul is committing to God and his word, the elders of this church, that they might take good care of the Christian people in the church there. It was the gospel message preached by Paul and his associates that was used by God to create saving faith in the lives of these Ephesians who thus made up the members of Christ's church. So we see that throughout the Bible, it was God himself who was calling his people to himself. In the fullness of time, he sent his son to die for their sins and to rise from the dead for their justification. It was his sovereign purpose to establish a people for his namesake. The church is made up of those people who are followers and worshipers of the Lord Jesus Christ. His word of grace called them into being and sustains them throughout their time on earth. Thus the church is called and sustained by the word of God. The church did not come first, but God in his word brought it into existence and maintains its life. 
This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insight. Until next time, keep feeding upon God's Word and grow thereby into the image of Christ. Thank you.